Guys, people, we got a great show on deck today as I'll be joined by friend of the show, Meech Real. We sit down for an in-depth interview to discuss his recent health challenges and how he struggled to have faith while dealing with his life flashing before his eyes. For those of you who have not subscribed to the show, please take the time to do that as we would appreciate you. Yo, appreciate. Hey, appreciate you. We appreciate. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the inspiration. Inspiration, now in session. Inspire guys, people. My wife thinks I'm crazy. How did we get here? I can't believe y'all let me have a show. We going higher and higher, let me inspire you. Guys, people, I see you, let me admire you. He gave you vision and purpose, but you struggled to dream. Cause the seed that was sown wasn't stitched in your jeans. What was in them was denim. I guess what's in them is in them. There's a different perspective that I'm trying to present them. It ain't always peace when you see the peace sign. It don't make you a Levite cause you rock Levi's. What's up, people? I am your host, Jay Will. And I would like to welcome you to Inspire God's People, where we balance faith and business to guide you to your purpose. I ain't even going to play with y'all. We about to get right into this interview. Yo, God's people, I am in studio today with, I ain't going to call this dude a special guest. Forget that, man. I'm still special. You, you, no, nah, bro. You got a segment keep, on the show. We have to keep all rituals in place. <laughs> Okay, I got a special guest today. Yes. We're going to have a special conversation. Yeah. My homeboy, Meech Real. What up, bro? Man, nothing. God is good. Oh, man, I ain't seen you in a minute. You it know what I'm saying? Been. It's, been, it's been a nice little minute. It's crazy. It's like it's like the closer we get, the more distance we become. That's yeah. how you know we family. Hey, bro, you taking one of them Lavelle vacations, I think. <laughs> Lavelle, like, literally will, like, come to the studio, uh. record, and I don't see the dude for a month. I'm like... This is what happens when you start doing work with people that you like cool with. Like, yeah. once we get what we really wanted, because this has been all my plan since um since I married your cousin to get into your family. Exactly. Was to get on the show. So when I first found out about you, um, I was dating some girl. I had to get a breakup with her after <laughs> I found out about you. And then I had to be saved and I've done everything I had to do and now I'm here. And there's no need to keep in touch. Like It's no. like, bro, it's, I'm it's, bar it's barely a reason to stay married. Now I could just... <laughs> exactly. Forget I, the kids. I, like, I, they could just go. Just start a whole... I'm, I'm, I made it. Yo, I made it. I'm good. Well, no, that's definitely that's definitely the, the Lavelle plan to success, man. Because, <laughs> you know, y'all seem to be on the same path and all, but... It's my guy. Dope to have you here today, man. We gonna have a dope conversation and... um. Sweet. You know, I figure, you know, I know we got the nothing news or whatever, you know, mm -hmm. we, we'll do that mm -hmm. again one day. Yeah. But yeah. today, man, I really wanted to talk to you about your health journey. Sweet. And it's been a journey in a short amount of time. Yeah, man. I was just actually looking, man. It's closing out on four months. Four months. So, so that's crazy to me. So we got a four month month health journey. And I really believe this conversation is going to inspire guys, people truly. Lord willing. Um, yeah. So let's start off with you know, where it went wrong. Like, yeah, let, let's start where it went um, wrong. You know what I'm saying? The lack of education is, is the root of all stupidity. I don't know if that's like deep, but to me, it just makes sense. Michelations five and three. For real, because <laughs> um, I've always been a big dude. I played football most of my life. So that was my excuse for not caring about my size because I was using it to knock people over anyway. Um, as I got older, um, I was still good looking, still had people that wanted to be with me, getting married. Um, didn't have any health issues. Um, maybe the occasional, I look back now and maybe the occasional headache, but 
you know, I used to just take a nap or blow off, and it was no problem. So you said your head about to fall off your neck wasn't the sign. I had listen. <laughs> I had no idea the the quickest oh, indication would have been like, dang, where my nose go? Right. Is that my, <laughs> my man migraines feel like earthquakes in his head? And he For just real. And I went was to just sleep. Blew it off. You know what I'm saying? Because when you go to the doctor. For a headache, they they tell you that you're about to die. Like it's so you just you're afraid of the hospital. That's um, real. So after eight years of being married, my wife was like, "I've never seen you go to the hospital," and I'm like, "That's because I'm healthy." And she said, "No, that's because you're scared of going to the hospital." Man. So we went in August, no, in July to go get a physical, up and down blood work, blah 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 blah, and all was well. You know, didn't hear anything yeah. else. You know, me and my wife you know, celebrated our seven year anniversary. And in that fashion, I'm talking about, I ate calamari. I drank three or four lemonades, big, huge cake. All was well, all was well. The next morning I got a phone call from my doctor telling me that I had high blood pressure and diabetes and my blood pressure. I had a bad EKG. Um, they said it was some type of issue. So I had to go get a, my heart checked. Yeah. He told me I've had high blood pressure for, they didn't know how long, but it had been such a long time that it was showing up in the EKG. Um, when they checked me, my blood pressure was 200 and, I want to say like 250 over 190 or something. It was, they were like, keep asking me, could I see? And I'm like, Man. I'm about to go to work. I was fine. Um, scary thing is they let me go home after that. So I drove home, went and got my blood pressure medication to try. But my mom was like, no, you know, anybody walking around like that, that's a stroke. Yeah. So I took the uh, blood pressure medication. She said, check in two hours. If it don't go down, go to the EMS, go to, you know, emergency. I went to emergency because it didn't go down after a couple hours. I'm, li li listen, y'all, um, no headaches, no issues. I'm still mobile. I'm still active. Like there was nothing. I was going to work. I was headed nothing to work. Physically nothing wrong, physically wrong. Nothing physically wrong with me. Yeah. I had okay. no indication that something was wrong. But the first thing was because I had been living like that so long, I literally had like adapted to being unhealthy. My body was used to walking or walking me around. You know what I'm saying? Because your body going to adapt to whatever you're doing. So, um, right. I, so regardless of what you were experiencing internally, it was it was a you lot had just become wrong. conditioned. Yeah, that was okay to the situation. Okay, cool. I, yeah, my whole environment had become unhealthy, so I was accustomed to it. That was my new world. So, it, no, it was nothing normal. I mean, it was nothing weird going on to me because it had became the new normal. When Man. I went to the, when I went to the doctor as I was going to work, which I go to work every day, and I was walking around with that blood pressure. I'm talking about when I went to the hospital, I stayed in there for five days. <laughs> wow. From someone who hadn't been to the hospital ever, I stayed in, I was hospitalized for five days. For and this was you... Down. After talking to your after, mother, after, mm -hmm. going Cause, cause back My in. mother told me to go to, to the hospital. Okay. The doctors had to send me home and just take the medicine. So, right. and my mother's a nurse. My mother's been a nurse all my life. So if my mother wouldn't have been my mother, I would have went to work. And, and just to be 100% honest, the course of events of me going to the doctor or into the hospital, if I wouldn't have had that experience, I probably would be just in bad shape, if not worse. Man. Because talking to the nurses, they were kept, everybody kept asking me like, you sure you don't have any headaches or like vision issues or I'm like, no, I don't have so, any issues. So you're basically at this point dealing with getting all of this news. Now I would imagine I because found you out I was been, newly diabetic, high blood pressure candidate, all that within 24 hours. And not just high blood pressure. I mean, really like 
extreme. Deadly. No, yeah, they told me. Yeah, they told pressure. me I could I could have a heart attack or a stroke at any time. Now, what's amazing to me, like right now, is just like any moment it could happen. Like that you could be in that dire of a situation mm-hmm. and not even know it. Nope. And we gonna we gonna come back. Like wh- what I want to do is like get through some of your testimony. Okay. And then come back and revisit some of these points because I think there's a lot to unpack. Okay. Even with that situation where you have a situation where it's like, you know, me, I'm always just thinking about like, how does this relate to life in general? Absolutely. Yeah. And it's like you're dealing with something internally that automatically makes me think just spiritual versus natural. The whole this whole like, scenario is so biblical to me, it was crazy to listen to what the doctor was telling me. And like, man, but I think about this when I think about that, but I never apply like, man, but I think about sanctification as a believer when it comes to the environment, but I got a whole body that I just, I blatantly ignored that they have a connection. It is like somebody could be offering you Jesus Christ Mm -hmm. and you could be thinking, Oh, ain't nothing wrong with me. I'm fine. Like I'm in the streets every day. Like I don't like, or I'm making money. I'm fine. I got this. I got that. It's nothing. There's nothing wrong with me. Right now. So why do I need Jesus? Why do I need to stop doing this? Hey, that to me, that's the first thing like I want everybody to listen to and take from this is yeah. like you need to. And it, it also reminds me of like in the Bible where it talks about examining yourself. Yeah. Right. Like we need to examine ourselves. We need to deny ourselves. Like there is basically this process of, you know, um, assessing the situation. Yes. Before like, before going to talk to a doctor or physician, I was big. I wasn't big. I was my biggest was between 344, 350, um, 355 pounds. Um, like I said, I, I'm married, I have children, I play, I run around with my kids, I play the game, I do, I go to work every day. I work nine to twelve hours a day. Um I there was nothing bad happening. You were living a regular <laughs> I was living life. A normal, a normal person's life. It feels in, like, especially in my mind. Exactly. Like it feels like, well, why? Look, you were, you were so good in your mind mm-hmm. that it was like, why even go get checked up? Yeah, it was no point. I'm like, I'm good because it's because I'll go to the hospital when something bad happens. Because you hear about bad things happening when people have heart attacks or people get sick or they lose vision in the eye or they, then you're like, okay. Now there's a problem. And it's like, no, those things come way after. And usually, especially when it comes to vision, and I'm talking about with, you know, coming to your health, when your eyes start going bad, it's usually because it's um, irreversible damage. And it's something else, right? Um, yeah, like it's the bad. Cra- the crazy thing about that is like, and I, I don't want to get too much into my story because I want to focus on yours, but I haven't even really shared, you know, anything with my listeners. Yeah, yeah. And um, some of our health situations are very similar, you know, right. where I kind of had the same thing dealing with like a fear of the doctors and all yeah. of that for years. And um, went and same thing, high blood pressure, had to get the EKG mm-hmm. and they had um, noticed something with my heart. And it's crazy because this is all in the same. Yeah, it's we're talking about time. all the same yeah, last, all, last three months, days. Mm-hmm. like, like yeah. we're talking about two, three months ago. Um, and then I had to go get the heart ultrasound. And one of the things, and, and I'm, I'm, I guess I'm going to say this in a form of asking you a question, because for me, when you're getting certain news, mm-hmm. like when I had to go back to the doctor and get 
the um, ultrasound on my heart. That week in between the EKG finding, seeing something, mm-hmm. and me needing and knowing that this scheduled appointment, and then me laying there while they're for 35 minutes, while they're doing an ultrasound on my heart, and I'm hearing the noises, and they're like, all right, that's normal. Don't get scared, you know, because yeah. it's like all this weird stuff. I guess what I want to ask you is, what was that mentally like for you? The worst. <laughs> the, that transition uh, the, from everything it, you had to find out to pushing past it, and how do you take that? What's tough is, and this is why you know I need my wife for stuff like this because I struggle with not scaring people when I'm when I want to tell you that this is important. Um, I have no regrets from the last 90 days, I have regrets for the last 10 years of waiting so long to get there to, yeah. to just to go into that room. It is scary. Um, I remember. So in my process, I've had to get an EKG and I've also had to get checked for, um, cancer in my spleen, in my kidneys. And I've also had a kidney injury. Okay. So we're like literal, uh, literal, uh, kidney failure where I was also hospitalized again. And it was scary when you drive to places first. I mean, just thinking about the whole drive. And again, we talking about the last 90 days. This is not the last the 90 days. Like- and honestly, even for me, this wasn't the last 90 days. This happened. I mean, this was the last 90 days. All this happened within 30 days. Man. So like August 5th, I went to the hospital and was hospitalized. Right. And then I got out on, then I went back on the 14th for kidney failure. And then August 34th, I mean, 31st, my father-in-law passed for health-related issues because he was also a diabetic. Yeah. And then I started pushing. You know, this is when everything changed. Um, But when I first first went hospitalized for the diabetes and the high blood pressure, I told my wife, um, I asked her for a divorce. You know, I said, um... I'm not going to put y'all through this. I'm sorry. Like, I, I was dead in my mind. I was so yeah. terrified that I didn't know what to do. And I didn't want to drag my family through having to take care of somebody who's sick. Because I'm already putting myself sick. I'm already, okay, now I'm going I'm to need insulin. And then I'm going to need dialysis. And I'm after, and I, and I had all these thoughts, all this reverse faith had overwhelmed me where I had gave up. That's real life. And so, and the reason I wanted you to share that and the reason I think that's important is because as believers, mm-hmm. you know, I've been saying this lately, like life doesn't happen in black and white. It happens in color. No. And, and I think so many of us even want faith to be black and white, meaning you either have it or you don't right. at all times. <laughs> and there are some times where color happens in life and you find yourself laying in a hospital bed or dealing with some news yeah. or losing a loved one. And every now and then, the the strongest of believers find themselves in living color. Like, you know what I'm saying? Not, you know, not to play off that phrase, but in living color where it's like, this is me now having to deal with how to apply this faith that I said I had. And it's real life. Like, like this is, this was something that I had to one, realize that I did. You know, um, that's what was really hard is because. I wasn't born with it. Not one. When you talk about diabetes, people are some people are born with it, um, and this is what makes it so serious to me because you can give this to somebody, like your children. You can pass this on, and this is something they have to deal with for the rest of their life. 
there are choices that you made, mm-hmm. choices that I made yeah. to get us somewhere. Now, the reason I think this is important for believers is we have to stop wanting to blame everyone else for our situation. Yeah. Like, like, let's say the devil built McDonald's, right. but I drove there. <laughs> like, You went through the drive Even if the though. devil put it right in the middle, even if it's placed right in the middle of the garden, which everybody said, well, why would God put it in the middle of the garden? They st- well, you still went over there. You get what I'm saying? Like it's I still, a choice. It's, it's the the reason choice. I the reason I'm so I'm emphasizing the fact that it's a choice is because I've been asking myself. I've been doing a lot of reading and a lot of research on the psychology of choice. Mm-hmm. And you know, you'll have like two kids raised in the same household. <laughs> they go different routes. That's a totally different people, mm-hmm. right? A thing that we often look at: nature versus nurture. And one thing I've been feeling like is consistent is that whether you're rich or poor, whether you're beautiful or don't look that great, Mm -hmm. tall, short, whatever it may be, everyone has some tough situations and choices to make in life. And they all lead somewhere. And the people who want to blame everyone else for their situation are always going to lose in the end. Like, regardless of how much money you have... Like, to me, I just see it as a consistent thing that when you want to blame other people for everything in your life, mm-hmm. it's a loss. Like, I mean, yeah. it's an L. A victim mentality to keep you in a cage. Um, it was a guy, and I'm like I said, I was in there. I was, I'm 32 years old. There was a 64-year-old man in the room with me, and he was so defeated. This was the second time I was in there. He was so defeated. Life was this. Life is that. He was, he was gone. So then when you get to hear all of his ailments, it just made me so sad because none of these things were, and, and I'm saying that because the doctors, they talk, you hear, you hear, none of these things were hereditary. And then when you hear him talking to his wife and even the things that he ordered and there's his food and lifestyle choices, everything was consistent to his circumstance. But then I had another guy when I first went there about the diabetes, when I was in, in my room crying and depressed and ready to give up and, um, he talked to me at night and was telling me, like, you just going to have to change that. He like, hey, I, I remember where you at. You're younger than me. You just going to have to change it. Um, to the point where I, I tried to order something the next day, and he said, nope, not. I started naming it. And I remember that because I got to see both halves of both people had it. One person yeah. got up and left. <laughs> he left two days before me, and the other person was um, may still be there. Um, so so you had yeah. you had two different roommates call it mm-hmm. in the hospital. And see, this is what I'm talking about. Two totally different situations. Got the same thing. So you dealing with the same circumstance. That's a key point here. Like, you dealing with the same circumstance. That's why I'm a firm believer that we shouldn't be living our life looking at the next person, trying to compare who has it worse. Right. Because yeah. when you do that, you know, it's that just can make you comfortable. That's what the re- honestly the reason why I had no urgency of getting healthier is because it was people fatter than me, and it's and it's wild to say, but it was. You know, I got five people that I, I won't tell y'all who they are, but I follow them on social media, <laughs> and they aren't in the hospital, and they're fatter than me. So because they were bigger than me, I didn't need any. I'm like, oh, I'm good then. Yeah, you that person at- still doing that? Oh, I'm good then. Look, as long as we live our lives based on someone else's. Like, we never in a good place. And so that's why it's... Ridiculous. Now, 
at the same time, that doesn't mean you learn from people just like you sit in that hospital yeah. room and you can be inspired by someone else. Mm -hmm. But we have to be careful not to allow ourselves to remain in the cage, to your point, because it's like, oh, I don't got to leave out. Everybody else is here. And that's again, that's why I always like to look at psychology and what makes us make decisions. Mm -hmm. and, and so with that being said, all right, you got my man who I'm assuming played a part. But how do you go from telling your wife, yeah, like, you know, kind of having this vic victim mentality of like, all right, I want to end it to transition into finding whatever faith you can hold on to. What was that transition? The transition was, it's tough. It, the transition came after I went after the kidney. So when I first gave, they gave me the medicine, I went home, I'm taking the diabetes medication. And this is all new for me. So I'm taking all this medication. I'm taking diabetes medication. I'm taking heart blood pressure medication. I'm only drinking water. Like I went, cause I'm an extremist. I went straight extreme. And then while doing that, I got sick. Um, I had a bad reaction and it's like one in a thousand of a, of a, <laughs> of a reality of something happening where my doctor says I prescribed this drug. Um, I just, I just, I prescribed metformin, um, to one out of five people that I see every day. And I see maybe 400 people a day. And you're the very first person I've heard about in ever. Wow. And he was like, he was like, I'm, you know, I don't know what to do with it. So, um, when I had the kidney in injury, I was sitting in there and I was terrified because when, um, it was so bad to the point where, um, your kidneys usually operate between 1.0 is where they get you now, which is crazy and tell you how great, how good God is. When I first got checked, when I was living unhealthy for all this time, my kidneys was at 0.8. I was like great in that yeah. one area, right? When I went back to the hospital, I had got almost to a 10. It, I wasn't producing urine at all. Wow. My kidneys were in shock. They weren't they weren't doing anything. Man. So, um, for those who don't know, when you have when you go into kidney failure, um, and you need dialysis and you got to go and you get dialysis for them to empty your bladder every day. Um, one that's hard on your lifestyle. If you got a job in the day or whatever the case may be, but even with that, they say even the life expectancy of those people that's going through dialysis is like seven years without a transplant. Man, I'm 32 years old and I'm sitting in there and that's the conversation people are having with me. Um, so I'm distraught. I'm, I'm, I'm like, dang, I'm about to die. That's crazy. Like from taking the medicine or whatever. Not, not not knowing what God was trying to do, but I'm sitting in that room. My mom and everybody came and was talking to me, and I was giving up. And my wife was just telling me, she was saying, well, there's nothing else you can do. So you can sit in here and have and be afraid, and we'll see what happens. Or you can have faith, and you can see what happens. Man. That, <laughs> listen, like, this is why that's so dope. Shout out to Toya. Yeah. Because. Super shout out to Toya. Like, I love that because. There's this thing that I have in my mind as it relates to just how I live my life in general, mm -hmm. right? Like, some people are afraid to be broke. They act like being broke is going to be the worst thing ever. <laughs> some people are afraid to be rich. Like, yeah. you got all these things that cause people to live and make the decisions they make. So it's like, mm -hmm. some people decide, oh, I ain't moving out the hood because of this, this, this. I'm being, I'm keeping it real. Yeah. Like, and so some people use that as a reason or whatever. What I like about what Toya said is it makes it so plain. Regardless you what you do, you got to make a choice and see what happens. Yeah. And so one of the things we don't like to take ownership in in this life, even as it relates to being 
a Christian, an atheist, whatever, whatever. It's all a choice. Yeah. So it's like, all right, let me be a Christian and see what happens. Or let me be an atheist and see what happens. That's a happens. bet that you got to make. And, and you're going to have to go all in. It was you. That's a faith act. And you got to be willing, if you choose that atheist route, you got to be ch- willing to take what comes with that. And so many of us, what we want to do is live life without making a decision. Yeah. If somebody else makes the decision for you, then it's not your fault. That's a You know what I'm saying? Point, I can blame. So I had played it off where my wife, and this is even, especially for you fellas, if you're listening, my wife was the faith person in our family. So when things went wrong, I would be like, see, you miss faith this. And, you know, mama faith and all, you know, and right. it was her fault. When I had to sit in that room with the kidney injury, first he told me I was going to be in there for seven days. I had to sit in there and I had to have a conversation with God. And I had to, like, I had to not just say, Lord, I believe you, but I had to actually have faith. I've been, I'm blessed to say that I almost lived 30 some years um, t- eight, 10 years as a Christian and I ain't really had to use my faith for real, which is kind of heartbreaking. You know, you think about it, you know, without faith, it's impossible to please God. It's like, dang, I feel like I had some faith, but I never had been in a place where all I had was my faith. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because there was nothing I could do for my kidneys. Um, there was nothing they could really do outside of dialysis. And they were saying we could do this and we can, I'm like, no. So they you gave hadn't me. You had not been in a place never where, that's Every de- your decision relied totally on your faith. So the decision to either give up or keep going yeah. was, and, and here's why that's important, is because one of the things about faith that's real deep to me is that it's easy to talk about it after you successfully make the decision to have faith. Yeah. What's very difficult is when you're sitting there in that room and you could very easily make the decision to give up. And guess what? Outside of maybe your wife and the people who love you in that room, outsiders ain't going to blame you. I said this before in looking at my man who had one leg and won the NCAA uh, wrestling mm-hmm. championship. Mm-hmm. Nobody would have been mad at my man for sitting on the couch and Not deciding, no. I don't want to wrestle. So the decision, the choice is all on him to literally choose faith. I could have I asked for dialysis and they could have put me on and took me off. And I could have came home. And they could have did that in a day. And thankfully, I was at least a stu- you know, stubborn enough that I didn't want anything. The only thing they ever put in me, by the grace of God, was an IV. You know what I mean? It was an IV where they literally just put water in me. Oh, okay. You said IV. I'm like, dang, they yeah, gave no. you poison <laughs> IV? <up?" laughs> right. No. <laughs> was was uh was an IV. So, uh, so look. Only thing that they gave me was water. Okay. So yeah. so you now you transitioned. You, you didn't leave your wife, thank God. And- uh, you kind of made the decision to have faith. So now give us a peek behind like what has the last 30 to 60 days been like since that? Since then, um, I came home and it's still a lot of work, but I realized, I realized how unhealthy I've been for my life. You know, yeah. like, like I drink, I drink a lot of water now. Um, yeah. Cause what are you doing diet wise? That might help someone like what. What exactly, how did you change your well, diet? Well, let me, okay, before it all happened, I would drink maybe a Slurpee or two a day in those big gulp cups. My man was wilding. <laughs> um, I had no idea my man was drinking Slurpees before he came on the show, um, but for the record. I would drink maybe, I would drink water once or twice every three, four weeks. I didn't drink water at all. Um, I drank pop, 
those dollar brisks, um, donuts, cookies. I ate Taco Bell three, four days a week. Um, Y'all rented you when you was at Taco, Taco Bell, Bell before. Uh-huh. That's crazy. Because uh, um, they had the $5 joints. So I would, I'm talking about it three, four days, at least three, four days a week. Um, pop. I ate all times of the night. Um, it was just bad. I so it was just three o'clock in the morning. You might just. Go I ahead have a and cookie. Have a... I have a cookie. Um, one or two cookies or a honey bun. Right. Or honey buns or bags of Skittles or chips. Okay, stop naming stuff. I you, you tempting You tempting somebody I'll, right now. You better not be tempting because I'm telling you, I also spent forty five hundred dollars in in a month of On being distance. in the hospital. Oh, no, I the hospital. That's how much my hospital bill. Ooh, um, Jesus. And the, the you know. 94% of it was covered because I'm a UAW man, but that's how Praise much God for that. you not living right cost. It was 45, it was $45,000 is with the C, the CT scans and the money and the food and also they got to give you. Cause I was, you know, I was living hospitals right. ain't free, bro. Not at all. So, Trust me. but so is, so eating all that stuff, it was terrible. Like I just ate garbage, um, really, really bad to now, um, I'm drinking water 98% of the time, 99%. Um, outside of that, I get like a carbonated water if I kind of want to get some little suds in me. Um, yeah. No pop. Even though I sucked this holiday, but let me tell you, I feel terrible and it ain't going to happen. I'm getting myself back together even with that. But um, bread, when I eat bread, I only eat wheat bread. And it's like they're like smaller pieces of like, uh, I'm say like whole grain bread. And even with that, with a sandwich, I can only have one a day. And Man. I try to have one every other day. Because so, so bread is bad. Bread is kind of tough on you. Right. And you, so so the point is, though, you've made a pretty drastic change in a short extremely. amount of time. I'm carn- yeah, I'm counting um, carbs. You, it's real extreme. You have become skinny meat now. Like, so yeah. you lost about how much um, weight? I would probably, if I, because I stopped, I stopped counting after 30. I would probably say I've lost about 60, 70 pounds. I'd say I was wearing a 54 in pants and I'm probably in a 40 now. Man. Okay. That's cool, and you look good. You don't look. You don't look. Yeah, you know, don't look like a bad weight loss. You know what no. I'm saying? You you look like you're still healthy. You know if you what do saying? it naturally and you walk, if you do it naturally and you walking and all of that, you got to work out too. That's the one thing that I'm I've been slowing on is putting up too much weight because I'm scared I'm gonna start gaining. You know, because m- yeah. muscle is weight is heavy. So, but yeah, if you do it naturally. It usually, it, it falls a little different. And the thing about, I think the thing that stands out to me about, you know, your story and kind of what you've been dealing with is like the importance of diet. And it's not even all about weight. Because like somebody like me who's skinny already, like it's still, when I was when I was there, and for the record, like um, my results came back clean, awesome. like for my heart, everything Man. was perfect actually. And in my mind, I hadn't gone maybe as far as you did, mm-hmm. but... Or maybe in my mind I did, but I didn't kind of allow it to exit my mind. Yeah. I wasn't showing that in any of my actions, but you're sitting there having every thought of life without you. And- every single every single thought. But it also reminded me, it made me feel selfish. Because I thought about it like, dang, you know, people had said stuff to me before. So, you know, when we talk about choice and all that, I was just thinking about that like, man, it's tough. You know, because if we look on TV and we, we hear about people having diabetes and dying and heart attacks at 70 or 45, what the doctor's telling me is a lot of, they get new heart patients at in their 30s nowadays. And see, that was that's <laughs> what was in my mind. Yeah. As I'm laying here and they looking at my heart, I'm like, 
in my mind, because the EKG had showed something, mm-hmm. I had already kind of just was wrapping my mind diagnosis around how to deal with whatever is about to be the diagnosis. And I'll say this, though. Here's the key, though. Even after, like yourself, you're losing the weight, you're doing the right things, you're getting healthy. Um, even after a test comes back and your cancer test comes back clean and yeah. you're good, my heart test comes back clean. The reason I wanted to have this conversation is because that doesn't now give us the right to go and live life any type of way. Now no. I feel way more of a passion to like be doing oh, the right thing for the listen, Lord. It's to so like, tough for people to be around me now because I'm the way I look at life now is, is a lot more different because one, the fact that God kept me when I've been wilding is like, like dog. Cause I have friends that have had heart attacks, you know, have heart attacks, have had heart attacks, and I've known people younger than me fall asleep in there, you know, and die. And for me to be wilding, like I can't pretend I I was wilding, I was fooling, I was being disrespectful with this gift. And God still saw fit for me, one for my not just my kidneys to be healed, for my body still being healed, for for me to be able to lose weight, for me to be getting he- healthier. It's an honor, and I'm not playing with it. Like I'm so and serious. So now, about now it's this. like, like now it's like, people don't understand. Now we talk about this choice, right? Because mm-hmm. this too is a choice. It's a choice what you're making. Mm-hmm. Because I've watched the same type of challenges and things cause people to run away from God. That's one of the more interesting things. Why I'm always looking at the psychology of the choices. Two people can experience the same traumatic situation. Yeah. Person A will take that experience. Use it as an excuse to blame God and run from God and go and do worse things. Person B can take that same thing and take a repentive standpoint that the Bible calls us to do. All of us have seen. And that's the thing we got to get through our minds and why I'm just like so against the idea of comparing myself or to other people in a way to bring either of us down. Yeah. I'm all about this inspiration and taking things from people's story to be inspired to live for God. But the whole idea of, oh, I'm a log on social media. And, oh, like you said, oh, all right, let me look at the people from high school. Oh, I'm doing better than them. All right, I'm good. I can (laughs) sit back and relax. Like, we have to take this gift of life Mm. and literally utilize it to glorify God. Oh, yeah. In all that we do. Because another thing that, I mean, that is a reality that this is a testimony on what God, you know, did for us and did for me. But sometimes I could have had those issues still. I could have had, um, I could have had diabetes. Um, I could have had uh, this uh, one, the version that you're born with, and I would have to live with it. It's um, not an ultimatum. It's not always a, no. So what I looked at when I was in the hospital was that because even the healthiest person isn't promised tomorrow, I yes. literally feel like, Lord, I, I'm going, I, I got to go harder because whenever my time is called, I want to leave it all on the field. Like I, I have to leave it all on the field. The reason what you're saying is so dope is this. I think sometimes we serve God under the idea that our circumstances will always be perfect. So no. then in turn, we will live for you. No. But what you're saying is no. It comes down, going through these situations, what they actually do for you sometimes and what they did for me, and I hear the same thing in you, is it shows you your mortality and how, yeah. look, 
one day this will end. Cause it's a it's a it's a struggle when your mind even peeks into the idea it's tough. of that. It's no it the whole conversation of death is tough. But what it does, and I'm not telling people to think about dying, like by, yeah. you know what I'm saying? But what we're saying is when no. you're forced we're talking about when you're in a situation and you're getting news, whether it be a doctor or situations, and now you have to face the idea of a diagnosis or a test or something. Sometimes what that does, when we're talking about pulling the good out of all things working together for the good of those who love God and mm. are called according to his purpose, I believe that's what's taking place here. When you could take something and say, look, God, I see how this is working out yeah. for my good. Because had my mom not sent me back to the hospital and I not I gone down that path. I would stay what I was on. I would stay what I, I could tell you. I would stay. If, if I would have, to be honest, if I would have been on that medication and it wouldn't have had that reverse effect on me, I would still been what I was on because the medication was keeping me normal. Everything about when you first are, you know, classified diabetic, they want to give you, okay, don't freak out. It doesn't mean you're going to die. This is how you live with it. And for me, I had to find out, did I have to live with it? Man. And once I found out that way, I don't have to live with it. Then I had to choose, but I've lost a lot of things. I love pizza. I can eat one slice of pizza, maybe a month, maybe, but I also need to go work out after that. Right. Cause that stuff is terrible for you. But, but see, listen to what you're, what, what you're talking about. What I'm hearing is accountability. Yes, and, and that is look. Even when we look at spiritually, some of us are going through this life, and we thinking, I don't need to listen to no inspire guys people. I don't need to listen to live with me to real. I don't need to, you know, what I'm saying read the Bible. Like I'm good. And what what I'm telling you today is, you might need a spiritual checkup. Yeah. Like you might need to go get some wise counsel from a man or woman or guy. You need to read the word. So that the Lord can begin to show you yourself through his word. And we could come off of our high horses and be like, oh, yeah, I know I'm this person or that. I know I got this reputation or this many followers. None of that matters when you're laying in a hospital bed. No. And, and I say, like, say it like this, man. God, I believe the Bible was created um, not just for us to read it and us still do what we want to do. I don't think that everybody has a testimony and we're supposed to share our testimonies so that everybody can still create their own testimony because just like there's a me, there's another person that's not here. And, and the reality of it is, is sometimes it's okay to learn from somebody else's experience experiences, yeah. please. You know, and that's why I'll, I'll say it anytime to anybody. If you haven't got checked up, whether you are 400 pounds or 180 pounds, the worst thing they can tell you is you're dead. Like you're dead right now. Like you're, I don't even know why you're standing right now. No, like for, I mean, I don't know. I, I get, it's, it is scary. And that's why you take somebody. I took my wife. Uh, one time I had to go to a doctor's uh, appointment with my son. Like, and I'm told I was, I was terrified, but I, but I took one of, I took someone there that meant more to me because it was more important for me to find out what's wrong because a lot of this stuff can be fixed, prevented. But you, and it's a time thing. We can't let, the reason, the number one reason we can't let fear stop us, in my opinion, mm -hmm. is just the fact that we know that God didn't give us the spirit of fear. <laughs> and like, if we know that he didn't give it to us, yeah, 
And then on top of that, fear just proves that we have a great imagination. <laughs> Everything that I thought of when I'm getting Amazing my heart ultrasound. Didn't even happen. It never happened. <laughs> so it was literally just proof that, yo, you got to, we got to realize the power of our mind. I think sometimes we don't make the right decisions because we don't realize how powerful our mind is. You know how many thoughts we have? Like, I'm, you know, listening to this book by Dr. Carolyn Leaf. And yeah, she's dope. She talked about how, like, neurosurgeons or whatever, mm -hmm. neuroscientists, whatever, the brain people, the yeah, people who study the brain. The guy. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't even understand <laughs> how your mind and brain totally connect. Now, think of that. She's been studying for over 35 years, yeah. I believe. Mm -hmm. And she's literally saying that even the people in this field, they don't even fully understand the human mind. Something because that you it's were separate, born with. That, it's that, separate than the brain. That we just got. That like, we just have. So, you, so imagine this. You're walking around with something valuable in your head, your mind, right? It's so valuable, nobody in the world even understands it right now. The most complicated supercomputer of all time. You're just giving created just give by it to God. You. Like, mm -hmm. and so and so it's at amazing. the end of the day, what I'm saying is tap into those thoughts and start realizing and you know, putting those thoughts up against the word of God. And that's that's how we need to be guided yeah. in reading the word. And because I think some of us are out here living without getting checked up, yeah. without assessing ourselves. Living off grace. We watching any kind of movies. Yeah. Like we just watch movies with basically pornography in it. Nobody is like, I'm grown. I don't got to fast forward. Yeah, I like, just and, I, and I'm fine. I ain't with the hell yet. My arm ain't fell off. And you just, you just walking around off the grace of God giving us time. And dealing with all type of stuff internally <laughs> that could be because you keep watching that movie or, and that's just an example. No, absolutely. Just to call something out. Like, because that's something that I'm trying to be more intentional about myself is like, yo, don't just accept what's out there and, and not realize the power of what you allow to go in your mind. And so that's why I believe that people should listen to this show and shows like yours and Gabe's and other people who are out here doing things for God. I, here's one of the things I've been doing, Meech. I've been trying to surround myself the last three to four years with information that's healthy. Yeah. that may, I was going to say it was the part that you said about the way I, we don't think that we have certain choices. We don't think certain choices exist. So I tell you, so the first class I went to um, for diabetes, she asked me, okay, what's one thing that you're just not going to take off the table? She was like, I have one person who said she's going to eat a chocolate muffin every morning, no matter what. Man. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. I said, that's crazy. She's like, so you have anything? I said, I don't want to see you people anymore. That's, <laughs> that's what's on the table. Wow. So how do I stop coming to come see you? I don't want to come to this office anymore ever again. No, I want to come see y'all once a year for my checkup. Yep. And then I don't want you to talk to me ever again. Cause, and that means because I'm not going to have no issues. Right. Right. We, we have to come to the reality that some choices we have, we don't go after because we don't allow ourselves to believe they're possible. You, I didn't believe like that. I would be walk, getting up and walking three miles a day. That's yeah. not, that. that's not Demetrius. That's not what I do. I wouldn't believe that I would only drink water. Like, dang, that's an option. Wait a minute. So you're telling me I don't got to eat Taco Bell ever again? I love Taco Bell. I haven't had Taco Bell in almost four months. That's not something you would have told me four months ago, and I would have been like, I don't got to go four months without Taco Bell. I can eat Taco Bell once a week, See, and it's okay. What's dope to me, 
you allowed your mind to go somewhere it had never been before. Yeah. And that's the problem with a lot of us is we won't allow our mind to think something that is so far in the right direction, yeah. right? Because we allow it in the bad direction. That's how we get into sin. All of us do it. That's I've true. done it. For I'm sure, sure you've done Like For We sure. all allow our mind to go to the darkest places easily. It's very easy when you're sick to think about being dead. It is. But what about allowing your mind to go further in the other direction? Of doing living life for God in a way that you never lived before, living healthy in a way you never lived before. And that's what I'm learning how to do. I'm literally trying to learn from the things I'm reading, the things I'm studying that all align with the word of God, along with my faith and trust in Jesus Christ. I'm learning how to here's what I've been, and I'm I'm sharing this with the show because like I don't even be saying, I haven't even said this to like you, like none of the real ones. I haven't said this. But what I've been working on the last month. Is detoxing my mind. Mm. And I've been working on, mm-hmm. I've been assessing what are all the ways that I think yeah. that come from what I've been conditioned, being raised in poverty in the inner city of Detroit. What things came with that that I just accepted? That's interesting. I, I rock with that because what I've been learning is that faith helps you grow. When I first started taking this journey, when I first started seeing the results of how much weight I was losing, seeing that, dang, I haven't even craved Taco Bell. I haven't even wanted this. And I still eat and I still go out. And when we go here, we can cut this in half and then we can try this. And like now I'm looking at life like, okay, what else haven't I been able to say I could do that now I'm going to do? Because years before now, I said I would never sky jump. Or ski, what's it? What is skydive? Skydive. Yeah, I think I might sky jump first. To <laughs> right, <laughs> but yeah. but now I'm looking at okay, cool. I said I would never wear flannel, and I wore flannel this year. Like <laughs> I said, I would never buy a pair of Jordans, but I bought Jordans this year. And you know what's crazy? <laughs> Sometimes we don't know why we're saying we won't do something. Yeah. Well, now, okay, we that too, but I also, and I want to say this to some of the, if you, if, this gonna hit if you, if you where I was, when I was overweight, and I'm still overweight, I'm still big, I'm not done, but what I'm saying is, there were things that I said I did not want because it was easier to accept that I didn't want them than the face that I couldn't have them. Thank you. See that? Okay. Oh my, that was so cold. Here's why this is cold. When, when I go back to when I said that, you know, it's easy when you're on a hospital bed to mm-hmm. think about dying. Yeah. Because that seems like the obvious answer. <laughs> it, it's the easier answer of the two. Like, yeah. And I find myself on my faith walk with Christ at certain times, it's easier to think. Like, if you don't have money, it's easier to think that you're going to always be broke. Or hate people. Or demonize wealthy people. Yeah, all wealthy people. That's the easy yeah. thing to do. Mm-hmm. Like, and you make it all you can go find the right scriptures to set it up. <laughs> like and again, yeah. I'm not telling you to go love money, but my point is you shouldn't fear it either. Yeah. So what we do is because we don't know how to balance that again, remember like earlier I said, we want life to be black and white in every single way. And in so many ways, life is about living in color and figuring out okay, how do I make a living for myself while not falling in love with money, 
how do I grow and, yeah. you know, become more successful or lose more weight and start feeling more confident in myself? And not become self-righteous. Exactly. Absolutely. It, it, it's, it's definitely a battle. And that's why the first thing, I mean, one of my cheat codes is I, have, I can't continue to give God the glory because one, I'm not basing my success off of these results. I'm basing my success of my ability to continue to remain obedient. You know, the, the conversation I had with God was that I'm going to do this because this is a better lifestyle for me as to lead my family. Because the one thing that you have to look at when people who are your lifestyle matters to your legacy. So yeah. if I'm overweight, there's a great chance my wife going to be overweight. My kids going to be overweight. And then they become fathers and husbands or single people going around and they giving birth to a bunch of overweight people like and here's why people, though, yeah. here's why people will talk. And I want, I'm saying this to anybody who will talk themselves out of that. And they'll say, yeah, I mean, but I could do that. And they could still be that. We use our <laughs> influence sometimes, like, too loosely. Yeah. And, and not realizing that the point is not that you can control what your sons do. Not at all. But you can influence it. Yeah. And that's your call as a father that you're an example. And so... It's better for you. Like, if we just flipping the coin and deciding, again, making a choice. Yeah. All right, it's better for me, and it gives them a better probability at yeah. being healthy if I show them a healthy example. Yeah. Even, and, it's, and it also offers them a choice. Because if we look at the, the choices that are being offered to us, whether it's food or psychologically, it's not a lot of healthy options. That's real. I got to drive a long way to go get something healthy fast food wise. I just said that the other day. Like, <laughs> like that's the frustrating thing. Bro, like it ain't it ain't nothing near you. It's bro, like, you got to pack a lunch just to eat healthy. Like to, I'm talking about to just drive and be around. You do. Cause, and even that yeah. going to the grocery store now is like, oh, wait, what was how many antibiotics in this brand? Like, let me, you real know, talk, so the health, the healthy choices ain't healthy because of the source. Exactly. And <laughs> yeah. I'm going to say this. The way they word stuff is tricky too. Because yeah. like you can see something that say all natural, all natural is different than organic. Certain things gotta reach a certain standard to be quantified or something. And it gets all tricky. But look, we're gonna wrap this conversation up, yeah. man. I appreciate you coming through, bro. Um nah, thanks for having me. This was this was this was real dope. And and look, guys, people, my goal, you know, with bringing me on and talking today is that, you know, you guys will take this information. Maybe for you it's not you know, physical health. It might yeah. be spiritual, however you can relate it and use the principles. And um, look, live in color. Understand it's not black and white. It's not easy. We don't have it all figured out. We're just trying to share as we go on life's journeys. Um, I do want to share a couple of quotes that you said today, sure. um, just in our casual conversation before we got on the air. And uh, the first one was you said, it's impossible to get results celebrating every step. Can yeah. you, in 30 seconds or less, tell us what that means? Um, no announcements, man. Listen, if if you're getting celebrated for the thought of you working, then making work, you it just takes away you want to work. You don't got to work. You already got the reward. Yeah. Like, yeah. And we talked about that, you know, on uh, as it relates to the resolutions. New Year's, we still, you know, early in the year. Um, and just the idea of everyone wants to tell the world their resolutions, but the more you talk about them, Unless the you're less, working. The le and the less likely you're going to achieve You're taking them, so. a break from the work to tell somebody to tell that you're working. Yep. And Just it's satisfying. That's, it's the, that's the thing that's hard. It's super satisfying. It's worth it. And we all, again, living in color, we got to all try to figure out how mm -hmm. not to fall a victim to that. So the last quote 
and we gonna get out of here. But I want you to uh, explain this one a little bit. You said, ain't nobody tell me I was fat until I lost weight. Listen, I posted my first picture of me losing weight and I got over 200 likes. I'm talking about people was in my inbox and, oh my God, you look so amazing. I'm like, hold on, listen, <laughs> you've been following me for seven years and now I look amazing. So let me tell you, if I look amazing now, then that picture five months ago, I look terrible. Right. And nobody, and, you know, ain't what nobody the, tell me nothing. And I'm mad at everybody for this. You know what the problem is? It is tough to hold people accountable. It is. Nobody and everyone wants to be liked so much that no one wants to be the person to pull you aside and say, hey, man, you might need to detox. Mm -hmm. Hey, man, you might need to go get checked up. And I understand that's just the challenge in life that we all probably have. It's tough. But um, look, I want to encourage you, you know, out there today, if there are people in your life that you know need Jesus Christ, if you know that they need deliverance, you know, I'm not saying be rude. That, that's the thing. The way you do something matters. Don't it present it in a judgmental fashion or self-righteous, but yeah. find a way to engage people to, to try to get them yeah. I mean, do to your, help themselves. Do your best. Do your best. I mean... I told a young guy the other day that he was getting fat. <laughs> I did. And I love him. And he know I love him. But he just needed to hear it. Because I needed to hear it. Because nobody ever said that. Was they big fella this. But no. You know. Don't be rude. But I mean. And somebody said. Hey bro. You need you need, you need to get saved. Just right. walk away. Don't keep going. Don't elaborate. Just, you need to get saved. And Yo. Guys. People. Thank y'all so much for listening today man. We hope y'all enjoy. Please. Peace and God bless. The rest of your day. For me, I'm be in my own world. Create for the creator when I'm in my own world. I serve below the surface, it's layers to my purpose. Inspire God's people when I'm in my own world. Look in the sky, there ain't no stars in it. The artist all natural and authentic. Rivers of love, we swimming for us. We can't drown if we fall in it. If you looking for me, I be in my own world. Create for the creator when I'm in my own world. I serve below the surface, it's layers to my purpose. Inspire God's people when I'm in my own world.